0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts.
1: Credible.com is an online marketplace that gets you pre-qualified student loan refinancing rates from up to 10 different lenders. It helps people get out of student loan debt, and if you've got student loan debt, you can benefit from this product. With a lower rate, you can save on interest or lower your monthly payment. It's more money in your pocket. With a shorter loan term, you can get debt-free faster, consolidate all your student loan bills in one place. Serious peace of mind. Credible customers have given awesome reviews about how much better their lives have been after refinancing their student loans. On Credible, you see actual pre-qualified rates from up to 10 lenders, whereas with some online marketplaces, you'll get ranges of rates or ballpark estimates. It only takes a couple of minutes to check rates. Checking rates doesn't impact your credit. They never sell your data, so you won't receive spam and phone calls from dozens of lenders. We know how much we don't like that. Please visit Credible.com. That's C-R-E-D-I-B-L-E.com. And when you refinance your student loans using this link, They'll give you a $200 gift card. Fill in a couple pieces of info to check what rates you are eligible for. Again, that's Credible.com slash Dan. Refinance your student loans, and you know what? Start saving now.
2: Broadcasting
3: from the Mercedes Man Cave, this It's Dan Patrick. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Wednesday. Touching people around the globe as only we can. I heard from somebody in China yesterday, somebody in Japan yesterday, somebody in Croatia yesterday, and of course, people in the United States. Access to the show on YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. And of course, our great radio affiliates around the country, numbering 362. We're down a uh, Danette. Pritzie is not here today as I lower the curtain on his desk. McLovin is here, Seton and Paulie, and, of course, yours truly. Got a lot of things to talk about today. We talked to the Duke head coach, Mike Krzyzewski, coming up a little bit later on in the program. Play of the day, stat of the day, and a poll question from McLovin is forthcoming. No matter who's to blame for Spike Lee's spat with the Knicks, ultimately the team will be the loser in this situation. I saw where the Brooklyn Nets are reaching out And saying to Spike Lee, hey, you want to root for a team in the New York area? Why don't you come to Brooklyn? Uh, He lives there in Brooklyn. And Spike apparently was turned away from an employee entrance. And the situation blew up. The team called his actions laughable. But with a few exceptions, you never, never mess with a celebrity fan. The Lakers let Jack Nicholson actually argue with the officials. Drake has so much power in Toronto, the Raptors would probably suit him up for a game. And remember Billy Crystal? Billy Crystal deserves a statue in Los Angeles for all those years that he stuck with the Clippers. The Knicks have plenty of celebrity fans, but none of them are as visible as Spike. You go back to the playoffs when he had the back and forth with Reggie Miller, part of NBA history. Now, he may have gone too far this time around with his reaction, but the Knicks could use loyal fans. They have a great fan base, believe it or not. You know, it's a horribly run team. It's a horrible team. But like him or not, Spike Lee has been there through thick and thin. And hopefully for the team, they'll find a way to keep him in the building. He went on first take yesterday, and he said that this has been building up, that this actually started a month ago.
4: And something I I forgot saying, Mm -hmm. it started a month ago. Because the 28 years I've been using employee entrance, and at every game, I take the ramp it's a circular ramp, Outside, yes. inside
3: the garden. It's a circle. It's a circle you have to walk garden. by it before we go to the media, yes. yes. For 20 years, my entrance has been the employee entrance. For 20 years, I go down the ramp. And a month ago, they stopped me from going down the ramp. Spike, I have a question.
0: Yeah. Hey, you don't know okay.
3: why. Okay. No, I, I, okay. I, I, All of a sudden, they say we new policy out of nowhere. Here's the thing. If they
0: have my phone number, text, email, let me know.
3: All right. He's been doing this. You would think if you're the Knicks, Spike Lee has been the one constant. Like, he shows up for every game. He supports you everywhere. He's on the red carpet. He's supporting you. He spends $300,000 a year for his seats. He doesn't get the seats, he buys the seats. He is an employee. He is an ambassador for you. I mean, he's been doing this for decades. Wouldn't you say, hey, Spike, by the way, here's a heads up, if you're coming in this way, we have new security guards or new security policy, whatever it is. He would be the one guy I would say. He is an employee. He's been an ambassador. I I think you can reach Spike Lee. You can call him. I can give you his number. You can call him and just say, hey, Spike, just to let you know, we're changing things up a little bit. I would roll out the red carpet. For somebody who was going to follow and love the Knicks as much as he does, I'd give him a police escort to make sure he got to the game. This isn't a guy who just shows up and wants to be seen in the front row. He's not somebody who's going to show up where an agent goes, hey, can you get my guy some tickets for free? Spike cares. Spike loves the Knicks. But this goes back to it's a poorly run organization. It is. And it starts at the top with James Dolan. I don't know if he has it out for Spike Lee. I don't know why he would out, have it out for Spike Lee. You had the incident with Charles Oakley. You know, they're just trying to settle that. And now you have this. Spike actually wants to go watch your product. And it's bad. And he still wants to. Like, don't you do whatever. I'd be walking up to him and go, hey, yeah, sorry. Uh, where do you want to sit tonight? Yeah. You know? sit on the bench you can I would treat him the way Toronto t- treats Drake but he's paying for this and okay did he go in the wrong entrance maybe did he do something he's not supposed to do maybe but I would clear that up quickly with him and just say spike sorry about that you know what got a security guard he overreacted maybe you overreacted you know but they're they're saying that Spike is laughable his side of the story is laughable. The uh, New York Knicks press release uh, said that, and this is what Spike had to say about that.
0: Why do you think the policy changed at least towards
4: you?
3: I'm being I'm being harassed. I'm being harassed by James I I don't know why. Let me ask,
2: What about the press release? Did you object to that? Made you What did the press release say that you said that's not true?
3: That me and him after after he came to me this you know at halftime he leaves and he always right. walks across the court and it's a direct right where I'm sitting. He and the press release
4: says that. We shook hands and we were laughing. They actually said... This is was, what was, it says. A Nick
0: spokesman said that it was untrue, that it was simply an issue of Lee using the wrong entrance. How is it and the wrong that entrance and no one tells them they're to the same and for 28 years? Well, I just want to make sure that we have... No, so on the lie. lie.
4: So they made that up. They made, it, it's garden spin. I, I wasn't shaking his hands. In fact, when he came over me, I didn't give.
3: up by the wife, so, I just I was, I was so sitting so my, in my sleep. My wow. The reason why he's so angry, he's invested in that team. He's more invested in that team than James Dolan is, and he's the owner. Spike cares.
4: I don't know if James Dolan cares. He doesn't care like Spike does. Yeah, Stephen. I'm trying to be fair and understand that there's an issue here, but it's kind of ridiculous. Because? I'm I'm trying to be fair to to Spike Lee because he is he I, when you're on the outside looking at it it's like dude just use a different door big deal, right? Like I know that he but he he is different than the average person going in there yeah. not only because of his celebrity status but because of his fandom but especially his celebrity status he he should get a different entrance to go in and out of yeah right I mean he he's an employee right I mean I truly believe that he's an
3: employee Jerry Ferrara who played Turtle on Entourage. I think he works with the Knicks as an ambassador. There's no better ambassador for any team than Spike Lee is for the Knicks because there's no team that's been as bad this long and still have that loyalty from somebody like the Knicks and Spike Lee. Did he overreact? Maybe. Maybe he's sensitive the way they treated Charles Oakley. Maybe he's sensitive because this team is so bad and he is frustrated. I understand all of those things. But you can at least give him the common courtesy to say, Spike, go through this entrance now. We change things up. That that would be the thing that I would say. You got to do that before he walks in. You can't be going, hey, no, you can't come in this way. If you've been doing that for 28 years and then they change it up and they change it up now, then you're going, wait, what's going on here? And looking at the video, did Spike overreact? Absolutely. But in his mind, he's like, "Wait, I, I do this to every game. He comes to every game." Yeah, Paul.
0: And, and I think that whole outburst by Spike, both in the moment when he was in the hallway and yesterday, it's it's a generation of frustrations. That was the moment, like, "You're you're targeting me. You're kicking me, not letting me in. I've supported you guys. You guys have stunk for two decades. You, the worst ownership. You, nobody wants to play here. There's teams all over the place getting free agents, and we're getting none of them." And it's like the boiling point of maybe two decades of frustration. And he's like, "Now I'm going to go all in on James Dolan."
3: Yeah, and he says that he's not going to any more Knicks games this season. He had this to say on First Take.
0: You just said you're being harassed.
3: Yes. Are you going back to a Knicks game this year? Not this year. Are really? You cons- are you cons No, no. I'm coming back next year, but I'm I'm <laughs> done for the season. I'm done. <laughs> Hey, I did reach out to somebody who works with the Knicks last night. I said, hey, if Spike's not going to use his tickets, you know, maybe I could go to a game here. And I'll go in whatever entrance you want me to. Yeah, There is a VIP entrance where celebrities can go in. There's an area where they can go that there's a green room, and then that way they're not you know bothered by the regular fans. But this has been around at the Garden for a long time, where you go to your green room and then, you know, I always wondered – how do those celebrities get down on the floor so quickly? And it's because they kind of, you know, cordoned them off, and then they're able to come down and uh, go to their seats. Yeah, McLovin.
2: By the way, if you think Spike had a hard time, if you say you're taking those tickets and you don't show up and the Danettes show up in your place, the same exact reaction Spike <laughs> got. We've had trouble with that before.
3: Oh, no, no, I'm not taking you guys.
2: Well, yeah, but if you – No, 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 don't, don't say that out loud. No, I'm going
4: myself. Oh. Yeah, yeah, see the Miami Heat. Now they know how to treat people right. That's
3: true. You guys got VIP
4: treatment. But VIP. did you go
3: through the employee entrance when you went to the Heat game?
4: I certainly didn't go through the commoner entrance. Well, of course, course you did, Dan. No, yeah, we went through. You went through like this other separate entrance, and uh, it was a lovely carpeted flo- uh, hallway. <laughs> the softest is- carpet I've ever felt in my life. So just because, because you're going down the same hallway that the players. When you get to your seat, you go through the the same uh, hallway and entrance that the player's go through, okay. so they can't, you know, damage their feet walking onto the cord, so. <laughs> Pure oxygen was pumped in the hallways that we're yeah. walking through. And we're standing there, and we're, like, looking, and we're like, wow, this is awesome, and then you just hear over the uh, walkie-talkies, Jimmy's coming, Jimmy's coming, everybody, Jimmy's coming, and all of a sudden, Jimmy Butler comes walking by, mm-hmm. you have to move out of the way. I like it. Yeah, no, it was nice, nice though. Right. Well, you Got a separate a... bar for yourself. Oh. Like, yeah. Let's you're, do it. You're a baller. Yeah, baller.
3: baller.
0: And then, as always, whenever we get any type of VIP treatment today, that's one of the people who helped set it up goes, so where's Dan? <laughs> And then we're like, ooh, ah. And that's where
3: we make up some excuse that you couldn't make it. This was Super Bowl week where the Danettes got the uh, red carpet treatment from my Miami Heat. By the way, this program is brought to you by True Car. Go to True Car to build your car and compare models by options from delivery to pricing to reviews. Get everything you need with the new True Car. And I don't know if the common sports fan really cares what happened to Spike Lee, but... It's really just another example of the Knicks just can't get it right. Remember when they had all, they, they thought if they got Zion, then they get Kyrie, they get Kevin Durant, then we're changing the garden. Well, guys who are 50 years of age or older are the ones that go, boy, that's the place to play. That's the mecca of basketball. That fan base is wonderful, loyal, great, and they put up with a horrible product year in and year out. And then, of course, they don't get Zion, they don't get KD, they don't get Kyrie, and then they got nine power forwards on that team. They had Phil Jackson, and it didn't work. And now look at them. It's still a mess and not getting better anytime soon. But the guy who actually wants to go see that product, I let him do whatever he wants to do. He can come in where he wants to. He can he can
4: park wherever he wants to. Yes, he 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 actually wants to pay to go see that product? Yes. Let the man go through the damn door. Yeah,
3: because that's where he, I'm sure all these celebrities, you know, Howard Stern is probably not paying for, you know, his tickets when he, he's there. I mean, maybe Howard does. But I know that there are a lot of, you know, celebrities who go there, and it's because you get free tickets. And your publicist agent calls up and says, hey, uh, you know, I got to – Justin Bieber wants to go to the game. Can I get tickets? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Got you. How many you need? Uh, need four. Okay, got four. Spike wants to go. He pays $300,000. I don't know if Jack Nicholson paid for his with the Lakers. He probably did. I don't think that was a big deal for Jack. But Jack would argue with players. He'd argue with the officials. Drake comes over and gives Nick Nurse, the head coach, a back rub during a game. And then the Knicks are worried about Spike Lee coming in through the employee entrance there. Yeah, Paul.
0: You know, this is about James Dolan and the frustration of Knicks fans over the years. Remember a couple years ago, I threw out a policy. If a team doesn't make the postseason for a decade, that owner must sell, mm. right? The Knicks are in year seven of that. You know how easy it is to make the playoffs in the NBA? I wonder how many teams have not made the playoffs in the past seven years. Probably four Everyone makes it. Everyone rotates in. Yeah. but seven years without making the postseason, not even appearing in the postseason.
3: And you know, we get caught up in oh, I remember when Walt Clyde Fraser was playing. I remember those Knicks, even Patrick Ewing's Knicks. These kids today, they don't give a damn. If you're under forty, you don't know anything about it, unless your dad goes, "Hey, you need to, you want to play for the Knicks?" I think Zion wanted to play for the Knicks. But Durant said this. He's like, hey, that Garden doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, it is New York. Great. I'll come in and visit. I don't I don't have to play there. And and you know, the if I'm a player, why would I play for an owner that I don't believe in? Every great team, it starts with ownership. It's really rare, it's accidental if a team is great and the owner is a misfit. I mean, think about it. You usually have some pretty sharp people running teams who allow the people to run the team. They give them jobs, and they actually let you do your job. I mean, there, there's a lot of dysfunctional franchises, and I always go, who's the owner? And then who's the GM? And then you say, who's the coach? But with the Knicks, it doesn't change. It doesn't change because there's no change now to the L.A. Lakers, who picked up the win last night. Opposite end of the spectrum there. The Lakers have won 9 of 10, and uh, they took apart the uh, undermanned 76ers. What I find interesting about the Lakers this year is you got a guy who didn't want to play point guard, has never wanted to be the point guard, and he's become the best point guard in the game in LeBron James. Uh, you have Anthony Davis. That's been a smooth transition. Remember Frank Vogel coming in, and I told you I love the move because you're thinking, well, you we got to have a big name for the Lakers. No, you need somebody who can steady that ship because you had some situations there where the younger players knew they were going to be traded, and LeBron was going to trade them. And it was in, it felt like in disrepair. LeBron was mailing it in on defense. They weren't playing well. They weren't playing consistent. LeBron had kind of distanced himself from those younger players Now you don't hear any drama. We try to invent drama. Oh, my God, LeBron. He's embracing the young players in the game. He's he's showing weakness there. Right? They were trying to do that. Oh, he's showing weakness. Oh, he's going to mentor Zion Williamson. Man, I think that's awesome. Help these kids become great. How come Kobe could do it and nobody had a problem with it? LeBron does it, and then he's showing weakness here, showing weakness here. There's no drama with the Lakers this year. Now, there could be drama come postseason time. If they don't win, then I'm sure that we're going to hear, oh, LeBron, he got uh, Anthony Davis, got the team he wanted, and look what happened. But he's sort of stayed out of the decision-making, it feels like. Because I thought, you know, they could have had Tyron Lue. But they did the right thing. They got Frank Vogel, who is a level-headed, no-drama head coach. And nobody's talked about Frank Vogel for Coach of the Year. Why not? Look at what they've done in the West. They've been great. And picking up the win last night against the 76ers, yes, it's an undermanned 76er team. But, you know, you can't afford to take those nights off. It's like the Rockets in small ball. They go to New York and lose to the Knicks. It happens. You mail it in sometimes. Somebody has a great game, a career game. You know, the Lakers have to have distance between themselves and uh, the L.A. Clippers. And then if you want to rest LeBron a little bit and Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is the bigger concern, not LeBron. And what's LeBron? Eight years older than Anthony Davis? Nine years older than Anthony Davis? I'm worried more about Anthony Davis than I am LeBron James. All right, we'll take a break. Phone calls are always welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP show. McLovin will come back with a poll question. Interesting stat of the day about teams entering the NCAA tournament who eventually went on to win the national title. We'll have that for you coming up. 20 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show.
1: It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com.
2: It's the greatest time of the year in sports, NFL, college football, MLB, NBA, and NHL. What
1: else can a sports fan
2: ask for? All the action you want is every day at one place and one place only. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on all this incredible action at BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline.ag. Your online sports book experts.
3: Play of the day, stat of the day, and McLovin is going to honor us with a poll question as well. What do you have for me today?
2: Well, we can go with celebrity fans, and this is a loaded question. Who's the best celebrity fan, but some people don't like Spike Lee. So, I guess you have two questions. Who's the best or who's the most visible? Some of the choices on all these lists out there are Jack Nicholson, uh, Spike Lee. But Jack doesn't show up to the Lakers yeah, games anymore. Yeah, sort of grandfathered in. Um, Billy Crystal, because he still goes to every Clippers game, I believe. I saw him the other day. Remember,
3: it was Billy Crystal and Arsenio Hall would go to the Clipper games. And when they were bad, they would go. I don't know if they made him – he got to use the employee entrance or he got to – had to use the VIP entrance. Yes, Paul?
2: You know,
0: the other Clippers celebrity fan was that kid, Frankie Munoz. Uh, oh, yeah. Malcolm in the, in the Middle. Yes. That's, he. When he was young, he would always be spotted there and be like, there's Billy Crystal and there's little Frankie. He
3: just got married. I think he's like 35, but he probably still looks like Malcolm. <laughs> I – Sneaky great show. All right, McLovin.
2: A couple other ones. Drake is obviously maybe the most notable in a way. Paul Rudd with the Chiefs was a big phenomenon last year. Uh, Larry David and the Jets. How about that one? (laughs) As a famous-slash-infamous fan. Okay, there's a clip of
3: Larry David. This is Curb Your Enthusiasm, and he's with Jeff Garland. And Jeff Garland gives Larry David, he gives him a call, and they talk about a friend who has committed suicide.
2: Hello. Hey. Did you hear about Carl? Carl? What? He uh he killed himself.
4: Oh my God. What? Yeah. What the f-? I know, it's unbelievable. I mean he was he was playing great.
2: What did he shoot? He shot like 82 or something. How do he kill yourself when you're playing so well? I know. Did you leave a note? Yeah. He said I can't take any more disappointment. Holy s***. Sh- talking about. Holy
0: I can't take any more disappointment. That's what he used to say when we watched the jet games together. <laughs> I can't take any more disappointment. That's an exact quote. Really Jeff. I've seen that guy sob after losses during games. I have seen him sob who
1: knew he was so tortured
0: and they just kept losing and they kept eating at him and eating at him and he
2: just he couldn't take any more disappointment. Oh my God. The Jets killed Carl and a little bit of the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> Over the next. A little bit of the next.
3: The Jets killed Carl. That's good. All right. uh, Um, Poll options. The other one.
2: I mean, should we jump on? The the social media phenomenon yesterday was the Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo swap. Mm. Today it's already changed. Whoa. What do you mean, has it changed? I guess Jeff Darlington said eight teams are eyeing Brady this morning, and everybody's coming up with the eight teams. So we could have an eight-team poll for Tom Brady if you wanted. I mean, talk about clicks. You get eight markets in there? And and I'm I'm not going to discount
3: what Jeff Darlington is reporting. I just, does he tell me the eight teams? No, he doesn't,
2: but... Well, what kind of reporting is that? But everybody else jumped in and named him for him. Yeah, Paul. I'd like to report that nine teams are interested in Tom Brady. I
3: cannot tell you who they are. Okay.
0: If, if eight is good, nine is better, Dan.
2: I
3: have just found out oh, no. from an unnamed source, 10 teams are interested in Tom Brady. You could have let my report breathe a little right. bit. Sorry. Come on, big guy. Sorry. Sorry. Sources close to me tell me 10 teams are interested in Tom Brady. Okay. Whoa! We got more breaking news. And let's go to the newsroom and seat no O'Connor.
4: I'm hearing one team has actually pulled out. They're not interested. It's back down to nine, Dan. Oh, wow. oh, oh. I stick by my original report. Okay.
2: Celebrity journalist Flo Anthony,
0: who claims to have spoken to a source with knowledge from someone close to Wood, says Tiger is struggling. <laughs> oh, that never gets old. If this place ever starts on fire, I'm going to grab that piece of audio if you can physically do that. That
3: and Gary Miller's soccer breakdown yeah. in three, two. Uh, Back to the celebrity, I would say Spike Lee is probably the most impressive celebrity fan because his team isn't any good. You know, Nicholson went and the Lakers were great. Drake goes, they win. They won a championship. Spike continues to go, they haven't won anything. What other poll questions? I, I don't want to get into what eight teams do you see with Tom Brady. You're not
2: curious if I could tell you the eight teams right now. All right, go ahead. Okay, this is, and, uh, this is NBC Boston. Okay. They say that the A-teams are... <laughs> By the way, they're monitoring the Brady situation. They're not even necessarily interested. They're monitoring. What does that mean, monitoring? I don't know. The Tennessee Titans, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Los Angeles Chargers, yeah. uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is there a surprise on here? No, but this is what the report says. It says that Albert Breers reported both the Giants and the Colts are specifically not into Brady. Okay. But they're still probably monitoring the situation, so let's put them in the A-team. What does that mean, monitoring? Like reading the headlines, the tweets, see what's going on? Oh, I know what it means, but it's silly.
3: Like, Giselle is monitoring the situation with Tom. Yeah, Paul.
2: And and
0: is is this reporting or speculating? Because I could speculate eight teams with influx quarterback issues. Right, because I could go around the league and pick eight teams that have quarterback issues that are in flux and say, that makes a good place for Brady, they could be interested. And, and is, am I reporting it, or am I just surmising it by the situations in those towns?
2: Well, isn't this thing that Darlington is very close to the Brady camp? That's what everybody keeps saying. Oh, I know. I learned that last week when we had Jeff on,
3: and he reminded me of that. And and I'm not going to discredit, but I, I just uh, – is this reporting or is it speculating?
2: He says he said on our show he's reporting from informed opinion, I guess. Okay, so he's reporting that Tom
3: Brady's camp told him – he didn't that, say that. No, I know, but they, he's not yeah. getting it from the Patriots. He's close to Brady's camp, so Brady or his agent, somebody told Jeff that hey, eight teams are interested, or we're are, are they interested in eight, or eight teams interested in him? Eight teams are monitoring Mon- monitoring the situation. Okay, uh, but the Giants. Uh, oh, I thought. Uh, what about the Cowboys? Were not the Cowboys involved in this?
2: Ooh, make it nine. <laughs> yeah. And the Giants?
3: Oh,
1: my so gosh. I guess
2: the Giants had to come out and deny it, even, to the point they're like, this, we have no interest
1: they're, They, They were never
3: interested. And the Cowboys weren't interested.
4: That's why they, we know they're so interested.
3: When they're not interested? When they're not
4: interested, that means they're really interested. It's all a game, Dan.
3: Oh, so this is the way when you really like a girl <laughs> and then you act like you're not interested?
4: Is well, what they need going- to do is say, like, you know, frankly, uh, Brady's old and a little overrated. You're mm. have to neg
2: mm. him. Yes, McLeod. You know, what's made these all these free agent stories even trickier. Every expert and insider throws out, well, it all depends on what happens with the CBA anyway. So is all this speculation that the media is doing just um, a waste of time until the CBA is signed? Or can we go ahead and do this thing? Or what's going on? Well, we've gone back and forth
3: in this game of tennis or ping pong where you go, they're interested. No, they're not. They're interested. No, they're not. It, like it, it, I thought it was New England and Tennessee. That's what it was coming down. Now I got San Francisco in the mix. Is San Francisco on that list of 18? Yes, they're, okay. they're high up on that Yeah, list. because now you can cut Jimmy Garoppolo and you bring in Tom Brady and Garoppolo
2: goes back to the Patriots here. Tom Curran said they're closing hard on the Tom Brady thing on the list yes. of top teams.
3: Okay, <laughs> you... You know how you close this? You say to Tom, tell me what you think is fair for a two-year contract. That's it. And then San Francisco can go, we closed. Because I'm guessing if you say to Brady, you can go back to New England or you can go to San Francisco. He'd go to San Francisco. If that's the case, give him two years guaranteed. What do you want? We'll even have a third-year option that's your option. How's that? You want to close him? Now you can close him. Now, we got to wait two weeks for free agency or a little less than two weeks, but that would be the way I'd close him because if he looks at San Francisco, by the way, do you realize the Patriots could have had Emmanuel Sanders? They got Mohamed Sanu. They could have drafted Debo uh, uh, Samuel. They took Nikhil Harry. So the Patriots could have had what San Francisco had. Now, George Kittle, that's different. Now you have Baby Gronk. You got a great defense. You got three really good running backs. I understand it. You got a good offensive line. You go back to your childhood team. Kyle Shanahan maybe gets to win a Super Bowl. Tom wins one more Super Bowl. All right. I understand the story. It's just does Tom want to do that? And is San Francisco willing to do that? Because Kyle Shanahan runs a different offense than Tom Brady ran in New England. Now, not that they can't get on the same page, but. No, there's a, there's a few more things. There's more drama left to be played out here.
2: Yeah, I'm like, love Do you think Tom would be worried about Tennessee handing the ball off too much and, like, his numbers going down? If I was a quarterback, I'd be nervous that they never let Tannehill throw or would they let Tom throw or say they did sign him. You're not bringing in Brady to have him hand off. But they handed off more. They had no, but you, but you keep – the
3: the amazing part is Tennessee was still such a threat and you knew – that Derrick Henry was getting the ball. Brady would love the fact that play action actually is play action. And you have to respect Derrick Henry. I I would absolutely be bringing Brady in to throw the football. But even Brady himself would say, I'd be stupid to not take advantage of this style, this guy. It'll make me even more valuable. Because he didn't have that in New England. Yeah, Paul. Last
0: year, the Patriots were ninth in the NFL in rushing attempts the most rushing attempts during Tom Brady's career. So they leaned towards being a running team last year.
3: Yeah, I know. But, I, you know, this isn't the last report. There's going to be so many more reports here. But everybody is trying to just feed the machine. And the machine is what we do every single day. Feed the machine. Throw it out there. Yeah, Jerry Jones, boy, Tom Brady. How long did Fox Sports run with that? The Giants, oh, they got the assistant coach. Now he's the head coach, Joe Judge of course you'd want to bring in Brady. Well, Why? Like, nobody applies logic to this. They just go, hey, that could happen. It could. I mean, all of this could happen, but what is logical here? Is Tampa Bay, remember yesterday, Tampa Bay was interested in Teddy Bridgewater. Hot on Teddy Bridgewater, was the uh, quote. Now what happened? They're not hot today? It doesn't happen like this. You don't go from one day I love you to the next day I don't. And that's what it feels like. From From an outsider, if I'm just a spectator watching this, it's like, man, they're, I don't know who's making these decisions, but uh, boy, they flip-flop a lot. Yeah, Paul.
0: There's also pressure on both national writers and columnists and yeah. local writers and columnists to produce daily in the Internet world where it's like, we can't wait for Friday for your report. Report something today. Yeah. And then you put together the best that you have. And you put out, well, there's eight teams or there's... The Niners are interested because your editor is saying, give us something to post today. We need something to click on. So you may not have the story, but you have a morsel.
3: Even though it's not true.
0: It could be true, but it could be uh, tenuous. Like, I'm hearing a little something about the Niners are interested. Okay, and If you had four days to dig, you may get it.
3: But who, is, who actually reported on Brady to the Giants? And and didn't go, boy, nobody's going to believe this. Right,
0: because it wasn't a report. It was that Joe Judge clip where he's asked about the quarterback situation, and they took the fact that he wasn't set at any position, meaning that they're open to any quarterback, which is not – you can't plug Brady in there.
3: Yeah, but are they open to then trading uh, Saquon Barkley and bringing in (laughs) Christian McCaffrey or or signing Derrick Henry because nobody's job was safe with the Giants?
2: Yeah, McLeod. My favorite part of it is comparing the different weapon sets on the different teams you go to. Then you get to talk about wow, the Titans drafted AJ Brown and uh, they have Corey Davis and no, I Adam it. Humphreys. And Adam Humphreys is a pure Tom Brady receiver. Oh yeah,
3: he's he's the next Edelman.
2: But the one that I like is the Bucks. Can you imagine him with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin and O. J. Howard? It's like you get into these it's like fantasy football And bit. you got Bruce Arians who yeah. is very quarterback friendly, quarterback whisperer. It becomes almost like the fantasy football aspect of your brain, like you want to put Tom Brady in when it's not really reality. But you also have to look at it from Brady's perspective. He wants to
3: win. This isn't about playing elsewhere because he can play in New England. This is about playing to win. Which teams give him a chance over the next two years to win a Super Bowl? How many of the teams that we've mentioned here? Are we all in on the Titans? They're going to be able to replicate this? Now, keep in mind, first half of the season, the Titans were the Titans of old. Then all of a sudden, they had magic with Derrick Henry. Is he going to resign there? Brady might be interested. I'd want to know, what are you doing with Derrick Henry? What about Conklin? Is he going to stay there? I need my offensive lineman in time. So all of this is just, it's very fluid, and it just feels like it's speculative. I'm hearing, I'm thinking, this might happen. I get it. But if I start to look at this logically, is Tampa winning a Super Bowl in two years? Is Brady just saying, I just want to go have fun. Let me get away from Bill Belichick. Let me have fun. Let me have some weapons here. Okay. I mean, fun can be derived in a variety of ways. I'm having the most fun I've ever had. You know what's fun? When you win, you may not like the process to get to that point, but winning is what, that's fun to Tom Brady. It's all scoreboard. At this point in his career, can the Raiders win in two years? No. The Niners can. Could the Colts in two years? Maybe. But then the Colts aren't interested, apparently. But they're monitoring the situation. Can the Patriots win a Super Bowl in two years? Yes. Who else is on that list? Chargers. Chargers. Now oh, they're the Chargers. Um, they get always injured, right? Yeah. It just it, They find the banana peel. But, um I guess talent-wise, they
2: could. Who else? Well, I was just thinking about it. Like, we didn't know the Broncos were that talented until Peyton got there. So maybe Brady could lift somebody into the next well, level.
3: Well, we knew that they had a good defense. Yeah, very good. That's what we knew about the Broncos.
2: But then they lit; they set every offensive record in the book in, like, a year.
3: Yeah. I don't they know, if, you know, if there's a mystery team that will come out of nowhere and then we'll go, why didn't we see that happening?
0: Patrick reports mystery team in the mix for Brady.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's all we need. Go ahead. Yeah, let's run with it. Yeah, McCoy. That would be great if there was some team that nobody mentioned came out of nowhere. Just like. He's going to the Browns.
3: He's going to mentor Baker Mayfield. Odell Beckham, Douglas yeah. Landry. Yeah.
2: That. Trade for Baker Mayfield because I think Belichick loved Mayfield. He did.
3: Right? He, they, they quietly liked Baker Mayfield. All right, we'll take a break. We'll get your phone calls coming up. I hate addressing these things when it just—it feels like it's wasted time. Well, it's not wasted time, but I should embrace this. Paulie says, "Just embrace it, have fun with it."
0: Yeah, as long as we're part, going through the nuance of it and part, you know, parsing out what's real and what's yeah, not.
3: I know it's just—I don't—I I don't do this to this audience where I go, "Tom Brady, new information, where he could end up." Like I don't want to do that unless there's something that's really valid. there. And it doesn't feel like anything's valid for the next two weeks here. So in the meantime, we take a break. Play of the day. Coming up next, Dan Patrick.
1: Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcast1.com. Clicking on the support this podcast button And there you will see all our wonderful sponsors That help make this show possible Thank you for downloading, subscribing And of course supporting And now back to the show
4: Two, three, four oh my God. The, play. The, play, the,
3: play, the play of the day
4: right left side got it. Hey, play it, hey, play it! This is the play of the day
3: Check this out And now,
2: He's got to go to the and here we go Three, go The season stays alive!
3: The season for Texas is off-life support. I mean, that is something else. Wow! Courtesy of ESPN, a little BG staying alive. Texas keeps their tournament hopes alive. Last second three-pointer beat Oklahoma after losing four in a row. The Longhorns have now won their last five. And trying to get an at-large bid for the big dance. They'll wrap up their season against OK State. Coming up Saturday afternoon, play of the day brought to you by the great folks at Tacova's T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Tacova's boots, handmade, full-grain leathers by world-class bootmakers. Tacova's cuts out the middleman, sells directly to you at amazing prices. Shipping returns, exchanges, free and easy. Visit tecova's.com slash GP Tacova's Western Goods for new frontiers. I also um, saw an interesting stat with uh, college basketball. Kentucky lost last night, and really in devastating fashion, they blew a big second-half lead. And uh, I saw this tweet. Kyle Tucker had the tweet. How many consecutive games have the last several national champions won going into the NCAA tournament? Virginia last year didn't have a winning streak going into the tournament. Villanova the previous year had won five in a row. North Carolina the previous year in 2017, when the Tar Heels won, didn't have a winning streak going into the tournament. Villanova in 2016 didn't have a winning streak going on heading into the tournament. Duke in 2015 did not have a winning streak going into the tournament. Yukon in 2014 did not have a winning streak going into the tournament. Louisville had won ten in a row, and then go back to Kentucky 2012, they did not have a winning streak going in. To March Madness. That of the day,
2: of the day, that, that, that of the day, of the day. Here comes that what that of the day. Ah.
3: In other words, only two of the last eight national champs won their conference tournament.
2: Yes, McLeod. Well, if you count Louisville in two thousand thirteen. I do. They were vacated. I know. I do count that. Were they, were they vacated? <laughs> I believe so, yeah. I just Google it. I believe they officially vacated. Yeah,
3: I, I, I'm not vacating that. I saw them do that. They, they won the national I'll title. I'll
2: confirm that it's officially vacated, but I think it was.
3: Yeah, it might have been. It means nothing. Like, Paulie has an NBA trivia contest. Is it a question or is it a variety of questions here? It's
0: a question. Okay. Which team in the NBA has missed the most straight playoff appearances? they not made the playoffs in the longest run. It's 13 years a certain NBA team has not made the playoffs. That's the longest current streak. And you want to take a piece of it. Second place is the Phoenix Suns, nine years. Mm, that was going to be my guess. You know, Lakers are six years. Laker girls. Knicks are six years. Lakers are six years. Hornets three years. And not many other teams. Your Sacramento Kings. Oh, suck uh,
3: Thirteen years. Epic. Uh, huh? and and they're not going to make it this year either. I uh, don't. Don't. No, uh, they're not going to make it this year. And, you know, I was watching New Orleans, the Pelicans. That's a bad loss last night. You can't lose at home. And uh, what are they, four games out of the final spot in the West? Yeah, that's, that's, that's tough. But Sacramento is three games out. The Kings, they've won three in a row. Yeah. to prove you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I said at the beginning of the year, I thought they'd make the playoffs. So I, I'm, I would not be proving myself wrong. Is Willie Cauley-Stein still out there handling the boards? No, he got no. traded
2: to Golden State, I think. I like Steiners that guy's work. State. I like his work. Willie Cauley and the Steins. Yes, McClellan. It was weird seeing Tim Duncan on the sideline for the Spurs. Why didn't Becky Hammond get the job to fill in for Pop? I don't know. I
3: keep thinking that when Pop steps down, that Becky Hammond is going to be the head coach. I think that Pop would do something... Transcendent like that. I mean, the Spurs would do that as well. But Tim Duncan, uh, it was strange to see him on the sidelines.
2: Yeah. But up. it kind of feels like he'll be a head coach. Not to, uh, to dedicate him by saying it should have been Becky Hammond. Like, he looks like he has a good rapport with the players.
3: Yeah, but I, I never knew that Tim would want to do something like that. Unless if in San Antonio, if you want to kind of, it's small town as far as the number of people covering you. Tim can act like Popovich. You can be a, evasive, distant, if you want. Um, You know, you're sort of following in his personality, his pattern there. But I never knew that Tim Duncan would want to be a head coach.
2: You knew him, a smart basketball guy?
3: Like, or was he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tim Duncan, behind the scenes, is really a fun, unique guy. You know, the only thing is, when you become the head coach, you got to talk to the media. I don't know. (laughs) I see Tim going, boy, I'm really interested in doing that. But Tim Duncan was a fascinating guy. Uh, sat down, had dinner with him. This is when he first got into the NBA. And uh, he was he was very interesting. He was not basketball interesting. He,
2: he was interesting about a lot of other things. All right, we, did we settle on a poll question? Yeah, I put up best celebrity sports fan. And you can d- d- define best anywhere way you want. Uh, the choices I gave were Spike Lee, uh, Billy Crystal, uh, Drake, Paul Rudd, or Larry David. What about play- Bill Murray? Oh, I'm going to him. That's another great one. Sorry.
3: Coming up, Frank Isola. He'll talk about the Nick situation with Spike Lee. Mike Krzyzewski a little bit later on in the program. One hour in the books, two more to go on this Wednesday. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free.